You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad coming at you with some Hulu FX action. The Full Monty television series. Over 20 years ago, there was a quirky, wonderful little movie. One of the first art house movies that really exploded in the United States cinema that wasn't a Hollywood picture. Starring Robert Carlyle and the famous Game of Thrones alum, Mark Addy. Paul Barber, Steve Hewson, Paul Clayton. And Leslie Sharp. Oh, and also Miles Jupe. I believe that's all six of them and the main female lead. Well, you also have Hugo Spear and you've got uh, Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilkinson? Who the hell? <gasps> I'm just How kidding. What do you mean? Oh, be... <laughs> Jeez. Tom Bradley. Wilkinson is Gerald. I know who Gerald is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this was about steel workers who were out of work. They decide to strip for money and go the full Monty. That's um, everything. Showing it all off, letting it all hang out. And as a teenager, I thought, wow, you can make money doing that? Completely ignorant of the satirical, um, you know what? I'm still ignorant of it. What what was the full Monty about? (laughs) The full... Well, the full Monty, yeah, like you said, was about was about these six guys who kind of were thrown together uh, very reluctantly because they lived in a town that was built around a steel mill. And once that went out of business, the town lost its revenue and everyone was basically thrown onto the dole, as they say, which is basically uh, unemployment. And they, too, basically battled poverty, depression, you know, their loss of pride they decided you know what our wives just went to see a chippendale concert if those guys can make money doing it why can't we airtight logic in my opinion uh especially when you're tom wilkinson and paul barber and robert carla (laughs) yeah so this television series picks up 20 plus years later and it kind of makes the quick point that uh england's leveling up never happened Poverty is still a huge issue. Factories and businesses and occupations that were promises of great strength and financial power in the future have all crashed. Um, Instead of Margaret Margaret Thatcher is an evil con lady. (laughs) Was it Boris something? Boris looks like a baby doll. Yeah. Boris Johnson is the new, what the hell is this idiot doing? I'm Bradley Martin, and with me, someone who knows all about England, 
from a little blue box. <laughs> Sarah Jane is with us. <laughs> hey, now. I have spent a lot of time in England, actually, so that's kind of true. And somebody who anytime is on a review with me, if this film is or if the review is calling back to a film that I should have seen but probably haven't, I always ask her for advice. <laughs> Melina is with us. <laughs> well, good on you there, mate. These six friends who become almost closer than brothers after this strip club dance. 20 years later, find themselves living actually a ton of life between where the movie ends and where this television series begins. And I want to credit this show so much to that. So often when TV series is, is, is or so often when a something popular is brought back to life in the form of a television show they go with same old characters oh <laughs> no no they all of these men have lived extraordinary lives in the time we haven't seen them and we get to explore what what those kind of lives were tragic happy joyous sad struggle triumphant you know anybody's life in general over the course of 20 years and how did you all like the sudden the full monty crew is back and look at their wacky adventure now in a shitty england that doesn't care about its citizens oh fire away (laughs) (laughs) well um i'll go ahead and go that is absolutely true these people struggle because the government run by the conservatives you know don't really give a shit about people who are poor, just like this country doesn't, uh, you know, really care. You think that in England they have more of a lifeline because they have uh, socialized medicine or whatever, but, I mean, at one point, um, the character of Horse is um, disabled, and they kind of trick him in an interview and say that suddenly he is uh, fully able to work, you know, This guy's in his 70s, walks with a cane. He's not capable of working. And so, I mean, his story is just, just broke my heart. And I went into this thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. Because I haven't really seen uh, the movie again after, what was it, 1997? I saw it uh, after everybody's like, oh, this is really great. You know, and it was fun. I went into this and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a fun romp. Uh, But no, it is absolutely not. Um, you know, these guys, as Bradley said, have lived uh, a full, extraordinary life for the good and the bad. So it was, um, yeah, it was great to follow these guys. Yeah. As a huge fan of the original movie, Melina, how did, was this a good continuation or were you like, "Eh, unnecessary cash grab? What's your take? Oh, well, I would not call this an unnecessary cash grab because I don't think enough people are seeing this for it to be considered a cash grab. Um, Sure. Would I call it, would I call it unnecessary after seeing it? Mm, Probably yes. Uh, I don't think this is something that if you are, like me, a major fan of the original film is absolutely integral. But... I will say that independently, uh, independent of my, you know, undying love for the original, I did have fun with this. 
I definitely have issues with it, and that's why I say I don't find it necessary, but man, I think that where they succeed in the most part is A, they get uh, all the cast, they do get the entirety of the original cast back, more, like some definitely get to do more than others, uh, they all do feel like natural continuations of who they were when we left them at the end of the original film. They, it's like when you see them 20 years on, you're like, yes, this is exactly how, who Gaz would be realistically in this world that they set up, which is supposed to be very kind of cynical and very, very, uh, reminiscent of the world that uh, the UK is living through today in the wake of Boris Johnson and post-industrialization. Uh, it's very, and it feels completely right in so many ways. It feels like these guys knew exactly how to pick right back up to these people that they had played, that they played more than 20 years ago or almost more than 20 years ago at this point. Um, so yeah, I think that just keeping it, uh, keeping my premise basic, uh, yeah, did actually have a great time with this. I think it's a really good jump on point for anybody who wants to understand British comedies. Cause the more I thought about it about three episodes in, you know, I turned to my wifey and I'm like, the themes in this show, suicide prevention, children being bullied, not just physically, but emotionally single parents feeling like they're drowning. So many shows look at single parents and the, and the answer is do better single parent with no empathy or app. You know, it's all apathy usually towards single mm -hmm. parents. But here it's like, oh, they're people. Yeah. <laughs> and, what a great way to flip that. You know, disenfranchised kids who do have, you know, parents they could lean on, but they can't trust their parents because they're so unreliable. You know, a son who wants to, to do better for his own son, but realizes that his grandpa, who he doesn't trust, he's kind of a really cool and fun guy. And his grandson deserves that in his life. <laughs> Cute guy, but definitely a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Boy, he sure can pick him, and they sure can pick him. I says to my wife, this is really funny and really intelligent in its humor, but it's making me feel bad. <laughs> She's like, honey, that's British comedy. Duh. I mean, that's not surprising to me. That's how these go. And I'm like, huh. Cause <laughs> yeah. The epiphanies towards the end. I guess I've seen a lot of complaints online about, you know, a lot of these groundbreaking epiphanies, um, adultery and how that should be discussed. Not about who's right and who's wrong and why you should hate your ex or why you shouldn't hate them, but why you should have an adult conversation. That seems to always come into play throughout the entirety of this show. And every time that happened, I kind of loved it and it really worked for me. Now, one of the only actors I recognized other than, you know, Robert Carlyle playing Gaz, I recognized him from the first one. You know, I recognized him dancing and Leslie Sharp playing Jean, you know, reprising her role. I knew Mark Addy because I grew up watching him in a ton of stuff that me and my wife just happened to like. Uh, Game of Thrones, I mentioned. He played Robert Baratheon. Uh, he was one of the squires next to uh, Alan Tudyk in Heath Ledger's A Knight's Tale. You know, he's been everywhere. 
and I didn't know that he was this talented. You know, really? seeing him carry all this. Uh, well, well, I knew he was good, and I'm like, hey, it's that guy. Oh, cool. But oh my gosh, this is like Emmy type of work. Not that he would ever care about that, but it was so jarring and made all the heavy themes so serious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop ranting. Did these heavy themes work for you or did you feel like it was a buzzkill? Because I'm pretty sure, and I need to watch it again, that the full Monty is like 100% all fun, right? Or was I just too young and stupid to recognize the seriousness of that film's theme? Oh, no. I mean, that movie is all about trying to shed a fun light on misery and sadness. Mm-hmm. And it that movie does deal with incredibly heavy themes, which... You talked about some of the complaints that you saw online, Brad. I saw those as well. And my first thought was, how long has it been since you've seen the original film? Because this tonally completely matched that. You know, it's wacky in some parts. It's very zany in the way that they play the characters. The dialogue crackles pretty beautifully, in my opinion. Um, and the way that they bring an emotionality to these characters and what they're going through, particularly Mark Addy, as with the original film, I thought this did an amazing job with his character. And it's one of the best performances I've seen from Mark Addy. Yeah, I, I thought he was um, tremendous. I haven't, I have never seen Game of Thrones. I know. It's just one of those shows on my list. <laughs> um, and so I haven't really seen him in... I, I did see A Knight's Tale, but again, that was a long time ago. So I haven't really seen him in anything. And so he floored me with that performance. I was like, wow, I did not realize. And, you know, sorry, Mark Eddy, that I was giving you the short shrift. Because I thought you just were a comedic actor. But no, he was really great. And honestly, everyone was great. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with anybody's performance at all. Now, I do want to mention uh, Robert Carlyle playing Gaz. I actually love this type of person. I know he's nothing but trouble. But wow, what a, he just seems to always be there to calm someone down, you know, that's having a bad day. And I think that's very courageous and maybe short-sighted because you never know what's going to happen when you're best friends with a schemer. But <laughs> Yeah, he's love that performance. He was always a bit of a plotter, uh, but that was always what was so funny about him was that he was the plotter with a heart of gold, and that he was just kind of a dreamer. He yeah. believed he just kind of wanted more than he could ever really get in the kind of circumstance he was in, but that's never really stopped him. Uh, and it, yeah, this this series kind of reaffirmed why Robert Carlyle is not only one of my favorite actors, but one of the most underrated actors out mm-hmm. there for me. I'm like, I always thought this guy was amazing. And to see he, him here, I'm like, this is just further evidence why people need to be giving him media roles, like, like really prominent roles. Yeah, he needs to be a star as opposed to just, uh, you know, putting him in as a supporting player that's like in the clutch. Like a Shea Wiggum. I mean, he's always like a, a sidekick, but anytime you see his name, you know that he's going to add to it. And I think that Carlisle has that same kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, I believe, yeah, he needs to be a bigger star. Definitely. No, and I agree 100%. Now, his character, Gaz, actually has a child in her teens named Destiny. They call her Des. 
Destiny, you know, kind of playing the modern day teenager in England and how those kids are starting to realize they're getting fucked over. Pardon the language. (laughs) On this site? (laughs) Do you feel that was a good character? Uh, I'll just put the cart before the horse here for me. I loved this character and her journey of self-discovery with her friend Tabina and how she related to realizing that she much like her father didn't realize she was hurting some people like uh, the boy named Dean played by Aiden cook who got <laughs> caught up guy. in one of her schemes, <laughs> you know, exactly. And she also, she, she's not doing like a impression of Gaz, but she still has that same wants the best for people. Let's just do what we want and seize the day type of life. Without being a copy of him. And I, I enjoyed her performance a lot. But does it work for the show or does it detract from getting the gang back together that so many people are complaining about? I thought she, I thought that uh, Talitha Wing, who's the actress, I thought she was fantastic. I will say, first half of the first episode, I hated that character. <laughs> I just thought she was an absolute brat. But... Yeah. Even then, I thought, okay, she's her father's daughter. You know, she is definitely, yeah. she, she she was raised by a troublemaker, so why would she be anything else? Uh, but then it does not take long with the very, very uh, cute and I think very funny little subplot that they, that they begin with. It immediately turned me around with her. It immediately showed, okay, no, beyond this kind of, this persona that she likes to put on same as her dad she does have a lot of heart she does have a lot of empathy and when you see her and as it as it goes along throughout the course of the series you learn more about her what she's dealing with in the many facets of her personal life and not only did i think the actress absolutely nail it but i just thought that this character became just more and more endearing I haven't read any of the criticisms about the show, but if one of them is, you know, there's subplots with uh, family members that aren't the original, I mean, it's uh, you've got to add something new, I think, to the show. Absolutely. Because otherwise, you know, if no one had a child or no one had an issue, then what are you going to have your show about? You know, you've got to have some drama in there. So, I, yeah, I thought she was great, and I didn't have a problem with that subplot at all. Well, I also appreciated that they brought back uh, his son, uh, Nathan, Nath, as they like to call him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who is played by the same actor from 20 years ago. This is, I think, one of his first acting roles wow. since then. Yeah, that is the original That's kid. So nice. Yes, and so I know that this was something where I was, I have not seen this as a complaint, but I was kind of wondering if uh, at first when I noticed that they were going to introduce the character of the daughter, who was not in the original film, I thought, okay, well, are they going to put too much emphasis on him and not enough on her? And I actually thought they struck a really perfect balance, which is that they don't put a lot of plot on him because he got his arc in the original series or in the original movie. Like, the relationship between him and his father, that's something that they explored really beautifully. Now it's time for uh, Gaz to work out this relationship that he has with his daughter. And I do like that they brought the son back just enough to where it's like, he's there. We are getting a sense of what his life is and what his continuing relationship with his father is. But not mm-hmm. enough to overshadow the new characters. The new characters are kind of my favorite thing about this whole thing. 
yeah, they keep it fresh and, um, and yeah, and new. I really thought this was just going to be, oh man, you guys, we got to go strip again. We got to <laughs> yeah. show it all, you know, get, get everything and go do a big naked show again. Um, not so. Uh, we're keeping it spoiler free, but yeah, that that is not the purpose of this series at all. Did you guys like that it wasn't, or were you like, oh, I wanted to see a naked little dance again by the end of this? <laughs> um, I didn't miss that, and honestly, I didn't even think about it throughout the entire series until you just asked me. So, <laughs> so I have to say no. But I can, I am going to interject a tiny little story here because Tom Wilkinson, I love this man so much. And he's, I got to say, he's not in this show very much. And I think probably he might have some health issues. And so I don't, yeah, I don't think he's acting very much. But uh, back in, I don't know, the early 2000s, my husband and I went to the Alamo Draft House, which is a movie chain here, and they were having a trivia contest between the two now defunct video stores. I Love Video and Vulcan Video. And so there was like a, a competition between the, the workers. And if no one could answer a question, they would throw it out to the audience. Well, there was a question, and it was like, which actors uh, do you see his penis in a recent movie, in uh, two recent movies. And so they couldn't answer it. And so I put up my hand and I'm like, Tom Wilkinson. And they're like, that is correct. And I don't know why you know that. And because you, in The Governess, uh, which came out in 1998, it's a movie with Minnie Driver and Tom Wilkinson. You also get full frontal nudity of Tom Wilkinson. So I I can't even remember what the prize was. It might have just been a free rental at one of the video stores. But yes, I got the prize for knowing Tom Wilkinson's penis. So, that's <laughs> Which my ironically, I don't think the other movie was The Full Monty. That he actually showed it. <laughs> He spends most of this series in a corner booth with his laptop, mm-hmm. and he gets very few lines. He's the one person, other than Hugo Greer's character, who's not in this for reasons, uh, who does not have an arc, who doesn't really have anything to do other than just kind of be there. And I do think just to hear him talk, mm-hmm. I think it's very clear he is dealing with some health issues, and they were like, well, we're not going to try to make you do too much. Yeah. It is noticeable. I mean, it's going to be, it's very noticeable if you've seen the original movie because he, next to Robert Carlyle and Mark Addy, is like the third lead of that film. It's very noticeable how sparse he is in this. But if you're just watching this series and never saw the original movie, I think you're going to be more confused because you'll be wondering yeah. why did they even bring him into this? Mm-hmm. Because he's yeah. kind of a glorified extra for yeah. most of it. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I was just happy to see him on camera. I mean, to show up. I was like, yeah. yes. So, you know, bittersweet. Yeah. In, what, in whatever capacity that we can get run, that we can get exactly. Tom Wilkinson, I will not complain. Let's carry that into our final thoughts and uh, just let it all hang out. <laughs> Have I said that a lot, this review? I feel like that's <laughs> the only thing I, only pun I can make about <laughs> stripping. Sarah Jane, would you start, please? Sure. 
Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add uh, other than um, uh, besides what we've already discussed. Um, I did feel like maybe eight episodes, I think it's eight episodes, it felt a little bit long. Um, I don't, I, but if you ask me what uh, they could cut, then I really couldn't tell you. So I, I don't know if that's a valid, um, <laughs> valid criticism. Um, yeah, uh, the acting was great. I, I, I can't say a bad thing about anyone. Um, it was good to see everybody back. So I'm going to give it, um, well, I kind of spoiled my own rating here, but I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten appearances by Tom Wilkinson. I'm sorry I ruined my own joke. <laughs> All right, Melina. Well, like I said, I am a, and as Brad alluded to, I am a major fan of the original film. It is actually one of my favorite comedies. I love it to pieces. Um, and... I was so excited to see this. When I heard that they were making it, I followed the I followed the news about it, its development, just kind of religiously. I was like, I don't really care what they do. I just want to see these characters again who were beautifully brought to life by these actors back in 1997. And man, do every single one of them in every in like whatever capacity they have as a as a character, some are much like I said bigger than others in what they get to do. They all do such a great job at tapping right back into it. These do feel exactly like the people that, you know, fans of fans of the original movie fell in love with so long ago. Um, I did say at the beginning I had some problems with this. Uh, I do think, like you said, Sarah Jane, eight episodes, 50 minutes each, roughly. Kind of unnecessary. I do, I can probably pick some scenes off the top of my head that I'm like, yeah, that didn't need to be there. You could have cut that. Um, some character choices in terms of how they were written, I thought, okay, you could have done more with this person. You set them up. Primarily, there's a, a graffiti artist that they introduce. Mm. Where I was like, I really like what they're doing here. But then they kind of drop it to where I was like, Huh. Yeah. Now that kind of felt more like a placeholder than it did an arc that really served itself to something. But so many of the, uh, but a lot of these subplots that I kind of felt myself scratching my head over at times, the show did a beautiful job at bringing them all back, making them come full circle. And in a way that was so unexpectedly emotional and in so many ways tragic at the end. That, yeah, I was, I was kind of verklempt at the end. I really was choked up. This is one of those shows where I say, if you, if you want to watch it, I think you absolutely have to have seen the original film. Because a lot of the emotional beats won't work. Your sense of the characters won't be there. Go watch the original film before you actually give this, before you give this a view. But... If you are a fan, I do think that while this isn't totally necessary, it is a very fun and in many ways poignant continuation. And I give it uh, eight and a half out of ten racing pigeons. Mm. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Uh, So for me, yeah, I remember the first one. I remember the countless parodies by comedies I watched about the full Monty after it was over. Uh, the most memorable one being the Drew Carey show when he shot for shot redid it with his cast and crew. 
the uh, end of the full Monty. It was a good, funny, funny episode there. Uh, I did not remember the uh, social satire, the uh, brilliant writing, um, how incredible Robert Carlyle, Mark Addy, and as you both said, everybody in that cast was when I was just a kid. So that like was shocking to me. I 100% recommend this for uh, Mark Addy and Leslie Sharp playing Dave and Jean's, their storyline. That was my favorite through line. Uh, just lovely and really shows the joys and the downs of just being in a relationship that long. And on the other end of that, um, Dave's relationship with Gaz and uh, brilliantly played by Robert Carlyle. I love this whole cast. Paul Clayton, Paul Barber as Dennis and Horace. Even Darren, uh, by played by Miles Jupe, who I thought was the least interesting of them, <laughs> kind of got me choked up on a couple of parts. Oh, like, he was it's great. true. He's, yeah, he's just like me for real, even though, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. My favorite bit was the power of apology and how that is uh, mm-hmm. por- portrayed by a dreamer and a schemer, you know the lesson he learned from that and maybe we learn the the long the wrong lessons or the right lessons all the time and maybe life as long as we communicate with each other helps us work out what's important and what isn't and how people are more important than the shitty world that we live in yeah this got me really choked up in that finale so i actually give this Eight out of ten pints at Big Baps and Chaps. What was the bar called? I don't even know. Do you have any idea how offensive that is, Brad? 